This is the Cultural Quarter of an Hour podcast and I'm Charlotte Foster. Every week we'll be looking at the culture all around Stoke-on-Trent and North Staffordshire. Some weeks I'll be visiting events, others I'll be hearing the stories of the people who make this area what it is. Now, when you think of culture, you might just think of dusty museums, art galleries full of paintings or people in ball gowns playing violins. But actually... It's so much more than that. It's all around us. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. I hope you're well. Uh, You'll be pleased to know there are no tears contained in this week's podcast, unlike last week's bonus episode. Uh, What I did want to do with this week's podcast was talk to you about how culture still carries on. It's not going to stop us doing what we're doing so what i was going to do was head into newcastle where the uh, lantern parade was taking place on saturday now i did this battled through the snow the blizzard that was saturday and arrived in town 25 minutes after the lantern parade had taken place yeah i didn't get the time right i read it wrong it is completely my fault it looked like it was great i've seen some photos it looked absolutely lovely so apologies to everyone involved with the lantern parade i was going to talk about how great it was and uh, turned up a little bit late well this week's interview is with trevelyan wright who is from b art this interview was done before We knew the announcement from the UK City of Culture, but we didn't really talk about it too much, so I think we might just get away with it. Hello, I'm Trevelyan Wright, and I'm the Executive Director here at B-Arts. First of all, what is B-Arts? A group of people, I think that's the most important thing. Um, So a group of artists and producers who've been working together in North Staffordshire and Stoke and Newcastle for 30 years. Uh, We were at the barracks in Newcastle for 20 years and now for the last four years we've been very happily here um, on Hartsill Road in Stoke Town. So what do you do? What will people know you for? They'll probably know us for uh, lantern parades. So we do an annual winter lantern parade in uh, Newcastle Town Centre and we do a midsummer uh, carnival parade as well. Uh, They might know us for running the cafe at the BCB. So if you've had a scone and a coffee during the six weeks of the BCB in the last two versions when it's been at China Hall, that's been us running the cafe. Uh, They might buy bread from us uh, because we run a community bakery called Bread in Common. And they might have come to one of our shows. So that might have been with the children to the lost post office in 2014 and 2013 or to Place at the Table and Forest of Dreams or play this summer. I went to Forest of Dreams and I loved it. What was it like doing a performance somewhere like the, the China Halls while you still had the exhibition of BCB going on? Okay, uh, first of all, it's chilly. Nothing like as chilly as it was two years ago, so that was, that was a bonus. Um, But at five o'clock, what happens is that the BCB shuts and then we come in and turn the cafe area into a performance area and actually keep it as a cooking area because uh, Forest of Dreams was a show that saw the audience 
not just eat a three-course meal, but help make it uh, while the action of the show happened in and around them. How important is it that you are taking things like Forest of Dreams into places that people wouldn't necessarily expect to see performances? I think that's something we've always done. We've always... The heart of the kind of company is about social democracy, so that everybody has a right to enjoy culture, to have equal access to it, to uh, have a chance to shape it for themselves as a tool to talk about what's important to them, to talk about their lives, to think about the future. So we've always tended not to work in theatres and art galleries and museums, but work in parks and the city streets and increasingly over the last four or five years in some of the fantastic buildings that the city has that uh, are vacant or uh, empty at the moment because they were used for industry and now we need to find a new use for them. Uh, We don't want to let them go because they're part of our fabric. So we've run a programme called Art City over the last four or five years with a partnership of arts organisations in the city to find temporary uses to look uh, for buildings that are vacant or empty. You mentioned Bread in Common, the community cafe. Tell me a little bit more about what you do with that. So I think we've always used food uh, in our work. Uh, We had a a very long-running strand of work with refugees and asylum seekers, particularly unaccompanied young people who arrived in Stoke from Iraq or Kurdistan or Somalia uh, with very little English, uh, often literally from a lorry. And uh, they would find their way to the bridge, which is what the project was called. And that one of the first things we do is ask them about the food they ate in their in the place that they've been from, uh, talk about English food. Uh, sometimes that was a shock. <laughs> and um, we kind of cook together or, you know, talk about traditional recipes, what they ate at home, their families. And that was a way of creating a bit of dialogue um, and a kind of space where you can start to say, you've got things that are valuable. We've got things. Let's see what we can do together. But about four years ago, five years ago, we got a bit more serious about baking. Our artistic director, Susan Clark, uh, got kind of uh, came back, I wouldn't say overnight, but uh, very convinced that one of the ways that we could really make uh, the organisation accessible to people was actually not by having the word arts over the front door, by coming into an art centre or an art gallery or a uh, theatre, but actually by having the word bakery over the front door. She thought that, and we still do, that um, a bakery is a very warm, literally, (laughs) and welcoming space. Generally, things aren't too expensive and you can get what you need or kind of um, uh, quite quickly. So let's set up a bakery. That's what we started with about five years ago and become an arts organisation in a bakery or a bakery with an arts programme. And that's what we've been working to over the last four or five years. What response do you get from people when they finally make the connection that you're not just a bakery, you're not just an arts group, you're you're both together? Um, I think that's 
in this building, once we arrived here at Hartsill Road, that started to make much more sense because you can see that some of the spaces in the building are spaces where arts things happen and there's a big production kitchen as well. Um, we've still got plans and ambitions to make it uh, a cafe space uh, and to be baking kind of, we currently bake once a week, but be baking kind of three, four times a week. Um, but I think that people, it's very, baking's a creative. It's not, it's not perhaps artistic, but it is creative in the sense that you are making something. Uh, and actually that fits very well with Stoke because the way that I think a lot of people understand creativity in Stoke is about making things. It's a city where things are made and sent all over the world. We can't send our bread all over the world, but we can certainly make it with people. So tell me then a little bit more about you. How did, what drew you to be arts? So um, I think there are, there are two types of people in be arts. <laughs> there are people who've been, we've got our two founders, Hilary and Susan. So they set up the company uh, with a third person, uh, Jill, 30 years ago. And they've got an inexhaustible uh repository of knowledge and contacts and networks and skills that they've brought uh up over the over those 30 years of work and i've i've uh worked with lots of different arts organizations over 30 years i've had a different type of career i've worked for the royal shakespeare company for birmingham rep for um compton verney which is not gallery in warwickshire for lots of different companies so I was interested in the fact that uh, a lot of the work that I did for them, there was one bit of the organisation that was very interested in how an organisation can make a positive difference in the community. Um, here, that's why we're here. Everything is to that end. So I, um, that's why I kind of, you know, came up to work with the company eight years ago and why I'm still here. What differences then have you noticed from eight years ago to today? Not necessarily today, today, <laughs> but, you know, to now. Um, I think when we arrived, it felt like the tide was going out. So um, it was just after the economic crash. Uh, I remember quite early on, there was a BBC4 series about Stoke that fulfilled every single prejudice about how grim the place was, about how on the decline it was, about how it was a crazy hotbed of kind of radical politics. Um, and I think that, that, was a, that was a kind of very compelling kind of imprisoning narrative. But what's happened over the last five years has been that we've had a, a, a kind of cascade effect where everything that's happened has led to something i'm talking about the cultural sector primarily because that's the bit that i know the history of that enough good things have happened for people to go you know another good thing can happen so why don't we go and see if we can make that happen so i think the investment of the arts council in appetite that was a big thing uh in 2012 um, that was a sign that somebody was prepared from outside to invest in developing culture within the city. And we were part of the original kind of bid and the original kind of setting up of and the first three years of Appetite. And it's still a hugely successful 
programme nationally. Uh, you, you know, seen as a real model for that particular style of work. Um, then uh, we were able to um, uh, set up the Art City Consortium. Uh, that, that I think, has, has kind of showed, again, that was referred to in government papers as a model for good practice about how you use what you've got uh, rather than trying to build something kind of completely uh, new and no doubt extremely expensive. Um, and uh, then uh, the last kind of... Uh, um, we've had two years of BCB where they've massively increased their national kind of influence and their national um, standing. I think that uh, and both us and... BCB have been recognised in the last round of funding by the Arts Council and have got regular funding for the next four years, I think, as a, as a marker of where the cultural sector is, has got to over, those, over the last four or five years. So the challenge really is, I still feel, it's quite fragile. You know, three or four bad years, three or four bad decisions, and I'm not saying we go back to 2008, but people's heads might drop again. We've got to keep pushing on to getting the next thing, to getting the next uh, partnership. People have got to keep working together because we still don't have a, a cultural sector where people are big enough, really, to stand and just do their own thing in isolation. You know, we've, we've got where we've got to because people have gone, you know, to get things done, we're all going to need to get in a room and going to actually work out how and what we do together. You know, the, the, there's good signs about kind of proper strategy and policy emerging from the City Council, for example, and that's, that's been the result of all of, that, all of that networking that's happened over a series of projects. Again, um, it's no, no, one, no one thing, but a series of things happening over the last five years. Are you hopeful for the future? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm, I'm hopeful that um, we've kind of got to a point where going backwards would be so uh, destructive or stupid as an idea to kind of unmake everything that going for, you know, we've got the momentum to keep going. So, no, I'm very hopeful for the future. I still, I still think lots of lots of things to do. Uh, it still feels like at times like it's still really hard work. But I think I think one of the things that we talked about in Art City at the very start of it was trying to change the perceptions of how people thought about the city from outside it. That Again, that BBC4 documentary absolutely played to that kind of... And, you know, we, that's not gone away. The by-election saw that kind of come back. And actually, that was a really good example of how people have shifted because The Guardian actually went, you know, I think we got that a bit wrong in our coverage. So they've actually come back to the city and uh, some of our artists have been working with them for the last six months to make a series of films about the city's cultural life to show that it's not, there's actually a whole other better story to tell about the city. And I think that better story is starting to have an impact outside of it. I really enjoyed having a look around the uh, base for B Arts. It's a fantastic space and I'm sure there'll be lots more stuff coming from them over the weeks and months and years ahead. 
Don't forget, you can go onto the Facebook page, Cultural Quarter of an Hour on Facebook. On Twitter, it is at CQH Pod. And of course, the website, hooray, the website, that is um, cqhpod.co.uk.